do 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 Good morning. Good morning. Oh man, I'm not nearly ready yet. Oh, you, we can no, take I'm fine. Time. No, we're gonna, dude, the show goes on. I mean, Joe, the show's going on. There's a kid with a, a kid with a motorcycle leaving the garage next door. Just finishing my coffee, getting made. I gotta move my bell. I'm almost ready, but the show goes on. And you typed me something minutes ago. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Oh man, woo, woo! I didn't tell my family yet, but I watched the Survivor finale last night, so I was up kind of late. Oh, was it a live, uh, live finale? Yes. I like On when they Survivor, do that. Survivor, they do that live. I still remember the first time they did it where they were showing the scene and everyone was sitting there and they pan out and they're like, what? They're in front of an audience. They're not still in Survivor oh. land. And you could, you could kind of tell because like they had haircuts and Oh, yeah. And they're, they're not filthy. Yeah. yeah they yeah, weren't yeah, yeah, quite yeah. as filthy. I, uh, I mean, human I like- beings are just filthy to begin with, but yeah. they, were, they were not as filthy as on the island. Well, they can go through mud and stuff. Um, so I'm clicking. I got my tabs. I'm very lightly prepared. Okay. It sounds like we both have uh, some notes from listeners yeah. that we can address. Oh, by the way, Merry Christmas. I forgot to... Oh, yeah. You thing. too. Merry Christmas. Uh, you sent me a card. I didn't send you a card. That's all right. I'm not... The uh, kids are so grown up. I'm not doing it to, to get a card. I'm sending it out of, out of uh, love. It's it's like I said to my wife this morning. I wash my hands after I drop a deuce for me. I don't do it for you. I do it for me. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah, no. Unless I'm in a hurry to get to work. Um, I had a little bit of follow-up. Follow-up. And I've been here. Hold on. i got to fix it. Oh, my sinuses are a mess. This is going to be a shambling Christmas Day special. I can feel it already. I know. Just let it shamble on. Well, uh if you remember on the last episode, uh, we had a couple recommendations, and one of them was the, the Beta um, <laughs> mug, the travel mug that I, I love. And I thought you were being cute and saying it like an English boy, but beta? you weren't. No, I think that's beta. how you, Yeah. But it looks like it's like actually like Beta, right? But Be- I, thought you were, I thought it was called Beta, like an American would uh-huh. say, but you were saying Beta to be clever. No, I think that's it's Swiss or something like that, and that's like how they say it. I feel like we got some. I feel like we got some feedback. About this. <laughs> well, um, apparently, a lot of people were interested in checking it out, which is good because I really do endorse it. I like it. I should become their brand ambassador because I like yes, these things so much. Totally but, agreed. <laughs> but have, <laughs> but they do the thing. They of do the course, thing. they do the thing. Uh, so if you go to my beta b-y-t-a dot com when you go to the website and i don't know if it's just the first time that you do it uh or if you have to be there for a minute but it's it's got one of those modal dialogues that comes down that says something like um you know (laughs) sign up for our newsletter uh because you you know you want to do the right thing hold on let me actually get yeah, let me look for it here no, somebody yeah, sent us a screen grab yeah we, okay want here's what it this says this is a listener listener daniel was kind enough to send this along yes and and he's and i b-y-t-a b-y-t-a and and the the <laughs> pop-up that it says is want to help save our planet join us and get a 10 percent discount on your first order your email join now mm-hmm. and underneath it no thanks i don't care about our planet oh those wow. are the choices you either are signing up for the newsletter or or you don't care. Dan, about do you know why? Do you know why those are the choices? 
Because no, no, why? Those are the choices. Oh, okay. The, that, that's the choices because that's the choices. And yeah. they even make it the same button. I love the I love the indignity of like it doesn't even get. Like no, it a, doesn't like have a, like it's not like an okay cancel situation. <laughs> it's like super small print. <laughs> So anyway, I apologize for people who had to endure that. I got at least three or four tweets about it and at least a couple emails about it. So, uh, But uh, hey, the people are listening. They're going to the site. So yeah, that's, we'll that's be talking about it. Yeah. yeah, I also, it's an affront to me that this is all in lowercase. That's very troubling to me. Also, no thanks. <laughs> they have no space. As in, There's no comma there. So there's no comma there for no mm-hmm. thanks. No mm-hmm. thanks. Comma, lowercase I don't care about our planet, right. period. <laughs> right. They don't even respect you enough that when they're putting words in your mouth to appropriately capitalize. Yes, it. it's a mean sober text from it's, an it's, angry ex. It's the lowercase I, the diminutive I. Lil I. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who sent that in. We got at least three or four people who sent that. That's a nice confluence of our uh, wheelhouses. Uh, but it's a, but it's a nice, looks like a nice bottle. That's a good bottle, all right. Good bottle. What else we got? I got some odds and sods yeah. uh, from from listeners. Um, I, I need to consolidate my text gathering methods. Do it. My problem. This is a side note. I don't think editorial is gonna get an update anytime soon. Oh, really? Whereas drafts is just chock a block with great features and stuff. But like editorial lets you have, and I mean, like I say, I've always used them differently. I've used edit, uh, excuse me. I've used drafts in the past as like the, the most ephemeral kinds of text. Most of my stuff in editorial is pretty ephemeral too, but edit, editorial is the mirror of what I do in NV alt mm-hmm. on the Mac. Cause it's just pointing to this, you know, folder on Dropbox, whereas drafts have as an iCloud thing. This is not interesting, but like, I so want to move over to drafts, but I'm also hesitant. You know what I should do? You, you know, you know, you know what I should do? Why? I should just start fresh. Okay. Tear out all my old, old drafts, delete all of them, and t- start fresh, knowing that everything I've had in the past is still residing over in uh, NV Alt and uh, editorial. Yeah, you're not going to lose any data. That's the main thing. You don't want to lose data. And how often do I go back? The furthest I go back usually is I go back a week to basically templatize this week's show notes from a previous show. Like, you know, like I'll go like grab all the stuff from the last router online, paste it in and change some stuff. But uh, anyways, uh, so I'm kind of uh, at sixes and sevens here. He's opening drafts. He's opening drafts. Drafts on the desktop, I don't know early uh tester version and it's pretty darn good okay uh this is oh oh so this is listener eric with an h mm-hmm. um with a, wait with an h yeah at the end not not herrick it's eric eric yes is that do you pronounce the h i hope i i guess i imagine it's like eric of melnabone okay. storm stormbringer yeah was, oh i saw this email yeah yeah, well, this is interesting because there's been a couple uh, news bites this week about uh, the bending of the iPads or the problems of the iPads. Yes. That uh, they're, B, they're <laughs> B, I found out I have a defect that I thought I was imagining. Mm. Uh, my what? new iPad has the slightest brightness of whiteness. The slightest the brightness. Of, that sounds very Christmassy. It's a sprite of bright white about an inch and a half, two inches above where the home button would be. Actually, I think I'm getting it on my older iPad the Pro. Slightest but the slightest brightness of whiteness. Uh, try iPad Pro light spot. iPad. I'm clicking. I'm typing. Bright spot. Bright spot. Some 2017. That would be the one. Some 2017 uh, displays a suffering 
displays suffering. Oh, come on, Mac rumors. Guys, don't you have editors? Some 2017 10.5 inch and 12.9 inch Mac iPad Pro displays suffering from bright spot above home button. Mm-hmm. I see other pictures that show bright spots all around the screen in lots of different places. I've got this. I've got that. But the big news, A, is that there are reports that the iPads Pro, the recent ones, the 2018 <laughs> I iPads, that. I hate that. Attorneys General, I, I don't Spider, like, Spiders Men. Yeah, I don't like that. It's, it's troubling. It's, it's I only not, deploy it for joke purposes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, first of all, Eric's notes was sent from his iPhone, so I assume he's not putting up with this nonsense. But he says, hey guys, I heard that some iPads are bent out of the box. Not a defect per Apple. Are your iPads bent? Would love to hear Three your question marks. This. Three question marks. He's extremely curious. Yes. Uh, thank you, Erich. Um, if one question mark indicates a question. Yes. What does two and three and subsequent question? Is it urgency of the question? Is it an increased sense of a curiosity like the little um, on your on your Wi-Fi or on your um cellular service indicator where one bar is you, know, oh, you kind right. of have a yeah, connection yeah, but yeah, three like you've got, got like Photoshop, strong you call it final final yeah um, well here's what I know about this I, what I think I know I think that in at least American grammar and usage uh, well first of all you're only supposed to use who said this Harlan Ellison somebody Neil Love somebody Harlan said Ellison. you should only use an exclamation point every 100,000 characters <laughs> I love which, it which which I because I have to sound friendly in text, uh, I greatly surpassed that. Yeah. So I know you can have one exclamation point, two, or three. You can't have more than three, otherwise you're technically a child. Um, but even then, you should kind of keep it in your pants, because one is already pretty ejaculatory. Three, you know, just seems like carelessness. Mm. Now, in his book, Ten Rules of Writing, Elmore Leonard... Elmore Leonard, who's not the saxophone player. ...offered a rule about exclamation points. He stated, quote... You are allowed no more than two or three per 100,000 words of prose. Leonard was prolific. He wrote more than 40 novels in his career, totaling 3.4 million words. If he had followed his own advice, he would have used only 102 exclamation points in his entire career. In practice, he used 1,651, 16 times as many as he recommended exclamation point. But before you start thinking that Leonard was a secret exclamation point fanatic, consider the chart. And they have charted it compared to... um, Ernest Hemingway, um, Salman Rushdie, Virginia Woolf, Ooh. F. Scott Fitzgerald, Jane Austen, and lots of other people showing how many exclamation points they use for word uh, per 100,000 words. And I'll tell you that he comes in as the least out of his 45 oh, novels. how about but that? But James Joyce, across uh-huh. a mere three novels compared to Elmore Leonard's 45, he uses 1,105. Well, he's Irish. Well... Um, I'm going to read these. I just put these in show notes. I remember doing a 40, the reason I know that there's a saxophone player named Elmore James and a writer named Elmore Leonard is I made that, uh, mistake, that error in a 43 folders post writing about Elmore Leonard's 10 rules for good writing. I put this in show notes, not 43 folders because God knows how long that rickety site's going to stay up. This is, can I read 10, Elmore Leonard's 10 rules for good writing? Yeah. Okay, I love this. And here's the thing. It, I, that's cute. I like that they did that article. That's fun. And it's fun. And it's got a double turns out. But, you know, any, any advice on writing, if you need advice on writing, you need rules. You don't need gentle suggestions like, like I would give, like try harder. Like you need to give something concrete. That's how advice works. So, I mean, even if he fell short of his 
prescriptive, I think his larger point is intact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's his 10 tricks for good writing. I think he's speaking mostly about fiction here. This is the guy who wrote uh, Get Shorty, among other things. Uh, number one, never open a book with weather. <laughs> Two, avoid prologues. Three, never use a verb other than said to carry dialogue. Boom. Mm. Now, that one, the thing is... I, I could see not, people getting upset about that. You could... Well, what do you get to four? Because four is the one-two punch. Never use an adverb to modify the verb said, he admonished gravely. You know, like, don't be a Tom Swift. Like, don't do that. It's really, really sensible. I mean, have your action tell in, you know, the descriptions of what's happening. Don't expect these... Um, what they call it, an attribution. Don't expect that to do all the heavy lifting for you. So three, never use a verb other than said to carry dialogue. I would say you could toss in a replied or an in- interrupted or something, but you know, don't, yeah. he, he chortled. Ugh, shut up. And never use an adverb uh, to modify the verb. Said five, keep your exclamation points under control, as he said. Six, never use the words suddenly or all hell broke loose. <laughs> Seven, use d- regional dialectic and patois sparingly. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't try to sound like the guy in the 7-Up commercial or something. Avoid detailed descriptions of characters. Nine, don't go into great detail describing places and things. Seven, try to leave out the part that readers tend to skip. That's pretty darn good. I like that. I like those. That's actually pretty good advice. It's all pretty good. There's another one of these that I like a lot. Kurt Vonnegut had a good one of these. A lot of them say the same stuff, but that's that's good advice. Anyways, three question marks. Now, I think when you're ejaculating with question marks, it's normally typical to say, uh, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. I think that's permissible. Or you could use an interrobang, but I think that's too clever by a half. I mean, stop trying to make interrobang happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, and so he says, uh, are, are our iPads bent? Now, apparently, and in a photo that I saw, I had to really look at it carefully to see mm-hmm. what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But the, the, in the photo that somebody had posted about this, imagine like taking your iPad in portrait mode and looking at it and now turning it almost but not completely 90 degrees one way. And if you look down the top edge, you'll, you may see a bend in the middle of like say the top or the bottom edge. Very subtle, but that's... And the report, we should find the actual news story for this, but supposedly Apple is saying, well, I don't know what Apple is saying at this point. The concern is that people are, that Apple's going to say, oh, that's, that's damage. That's not our fault. I did not, yeah. I, to my knowledge, and, and per my friends who point these things out, I avoid what they say about these things. I don't want to know if it has a bend. No, I you don't. Got a bend? I, you got a bend? I don't know. I'm not looking for it. I don't care about it. If you don't um, notice it, it's not there. Right, and I don't really want to notice it. And the pictures that I've looked at of it mm-hmm. are, you know, they're like, there are people who care about all manner of things. I don't have time to care about something that seems to be as minimal as this. But I can understand why if someone spends as much as we have spent on an iPad to, to get it in anything less than perfect condition seems outrageous. Like, oh, let me make a comparison. Mm-hmm. And in the car that I currently own, uh, which is a, a Japanese vehicle, uh. it has one of these touch screens uh, to control everything. I, I hate that. I've hated it, and I hated it oh, before I, yes. I bought the car. Stuff that there's, there should be like a hardware, bespoke one-purpose hardware 
button knob slider. Yeah, for. if I yeah, want, yeah, if yeah. I want to turn the air up, give me a button to do or a knob to do that. If I want to make the <clears throat> the 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 air blow more, I want to turn that knob and get the air. If I want to, um, you know, turn the radio on, I want to press a button and have it make a little electrical connection and turn a knob to make it louder. I don't want to use a digital touchscreen uh, unless it's of the at the level that you would get with like um, an iPad or, you know, something that's really good. Not one of these real garbage ones that are in all cars. And mm-hmm. of course that's what I had. Now you would say, why Dan, if you know, you hate that, would you buy a car that has that in it? And it, I went again, I did it against my better judgment, but I'll tell you why there were two things that I wanted in the car. The first thing was I, I wanted the, um, I wanted leather seats in the car because in my experience, having kids, the leather seats last better they don't seem to be get as dirty and ripped up and i've mm-hmm. i've had the cloth seats in our cars to be just completely trashed by kids whereas in the leather ones they they weren't uh so i wanted yeah. that and the second thing that, that i wanted my uh, wife and i thought that for you know the occasion when we go on a road trip it would be nice to have that one of those stupid dvd crap things in there and and in fact the car that i got didn't just have a dvd you could connect an iOS device or any device to it. And uh, it had an HDMI port. So I got a cable that let me connect it to an iPad or an iPhone. And when we would go somewhere on a trip, I had the whole library and I could play it and the kids could watch it and we could listen. And it's been great. However, the only way to get those two options together. And in fact, I think the only way to get a built in DVD player in this model car at all was to get this, this tech, what they called the technology package. And it Mm -hmm. is, it is a tool of the devil. It's the worst thing in the world, and this panel has never worked right. And it uh, at first, it just would, like, you'd press on the screen and it wouldn't register, and then it started to say you would press in one part of the button on the screen and it would it would act as if you'd pressed in another part of the screen. Then it started to flash. Then the thing would flicker on and off, and now, uh, over the last, you know, couple of years it's been doing this now it's just flat out just off there's nothing so i can't i can't adjust any of the temperature controls for air conditioning or heat i can't uh do anything with the radio i can't switch inputs to other devices uh or others you know from am fm uh bluetooth i can't switch uh, from those i can't put the seat heaters on or off i can't even turn the air off or turn it off air conditioning it's been in the 40s the air conditioning's still running in my car <laughs> i can't do anything because the screen's just wow. off um if i press on the screen it registers the presses but it doesn't display anything so this is a piece of crap and the thing is it's never really worked right and you spend a lot of money on your car now this is going to cost me thousands of dollars to replace because they can't fix it they just have they remove it and give you a new one and the whole thing costs a lot of money oh no uh, yeah so i don't even want to fix that's it it's like I, uh, replacing your keyboard on our recent laptop <laughs> that's, that's right no seriously no it's not made to be fixed it's made to just work and that's right. have no one complain about it <laughs> that's right and so i but i look at uh, so now i think i've got to get a new car but the point is If you spend a lot of money on something and it comes and it's just not working out of the box, which is kind of the case in my car, I can totally empathize with how people are feeling um, if they get an iPad and they're the type of person for whom they would notice a bend and that the bend bothers them. And it shouldn't be that way. And so here you ask, you don't know what Apple is saying. 
Um, here's the, an article in 9to5Mac, which is referencing an article in The Verge, which says Apple has confirmed to The Verge that some of its 2018 iPad Pros are shipping with a very slight bend in the aluminum chassis. Uh, but according to the company, this is a side effect of the device's manufacturing process and shouldn't worsen over time or negatively affect the flagship iPad's performance in any practical way. Apple does not consider it to be a defect. There you go. I'm, I'm absolutely of at least two. I might be of seven minds about this. Mm. I'm at least of two minds about this. On the one hand, hell yeah, Apple. I mean, you positioned yourself, I think, pretty successfully as the company of quality, especially of build quality. And quality in some control. Cases. Yeah, and of and of like I think a lot of their brand that exists and they wish to continue to grow is that like um yeah, we charge more. They're not going to say that, but we charge more, but like we do all this good stuff. Like we're going to protect your privacy. The way we make money is by not exploiting your privacy. We're the opposite of the other big four. Like we we really want to take care of you. And I think you really have to say like, you know, Apple hardware is generally pretty strong. And so on the one hand, I think, yeah, you know, they should, if, if it is a real problem and who knows if it's a real problem, they should cop to that. But, but of my second mind, there's a kind of second party aggrievement that has become very popular on the internet. And that is when you take offense on someone else's behalf or you preemptively problematize something. Um, it's a version of the starving African child thing mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. like you find, you find the most, a relatively extreme example of something and then you try to trump all arguments with that. The micro version of that is, let's be honest, there's always got to be some scandal about every Apple product because that generates clicks. Yeah. I don't want to sound cynical because <laughs> I know they're not being cynical about this, right. but there's so many of these things that end up ending, end up just being silly made up things. Or things that are like rounding errors in the large number of the huge amount of production that goes out. I mean, like when you buy those uh, crappy little disgusting hearts, heart candies with words on them at Valentine's Day, are all of those perfect? No, No. they're heart candies. They break. They're garbage. They don't even taste good. But like, yeah, I would expect, you know, I'm talking about like a a Necco wafer, kind of like a Necco wafer. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, (laughs) the pride of Rhode Island, the Necco wafer. I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. My, my wife has a soft spot for them because uh, her dad would bring them home for her sometimes. Um, I think they're garbage, but I love her dad. He was a good man. And but, thorough. Uh, the thing is that I don't want to be cynical. Not on this, the greatest of days, the day of our Lord, Christmas Day. I don't want to come off as cynical, but, you know, it's it does Apple gener- Apple sto- stories about Apple generate interest. They generate clicks, and that discussion then generates further clicks. And I know clicks are not the total like coin of the realm, but like second party aggrievement. Like people are always coming up with an objection that you make on someone else's part. So I mean, I wonder how many how many people I don't say didn't know they have a bend, but I wonder how many people have that bend. I don't know. I don't know, but I will, I will just say on this beautiful, beautiful Christmas day that uh, I am skeptical of the Apple did a bad thing articles. Apple does do a bad thing sometimes. They do some real stupid stuff. Did we ever get any uh, pivoting here? Did we ever get any resolution from Bloomberg on that article about the uh, chips in the um, computers that supposedly have been compromised? The last thing that I saw was that there's no evidence of that. It that sounds like a super hot garbage fire on all fronts beyond what Apple denies happening. Apple issued some denials that are on a different level than denials they've had in the past. Yeah. And it sounds like Bloomberg has been pretty um, pretty quiet about it. That was that was weird. That was a, that was a very... Yeah, it was Friend weird. of the show, Marco Arment, has said on numerous occasions, I mean, that sounds actionable. 
to, yeah. to make that kind of a claim with the evidence that they had the like, you know, secondhand reports from people. I don't know. No, my iPad's fine. I like it. It is, I have to be honest with myself. Uh. I finally admitted it to myself yesterday. My new iPad is officially too big to use with my, with my thumbs in bed. Okay. I can't type on it. All I right. just, it's too big. It's too big. Wow. It's too big. But I like it for other stuff. On the couch, I do better. But like, I can't type on this thing. It's too big. I hate to admit that. But it's Christmas and we have to come clean with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm what do you think? I'm, what do you think? I, second, second party aggrievement. You ever see it? I'm, yes. And I'm, I'm Taking not. Taking offense for, for, on behalf of someone else. Often it is one of the great, as we say, the white knights on the internet who, who pop up. To be to to be angry and aggrieved on someone else's part. I'm not not saying you're not. I'm not just. I'm not talking about being a good ally. That's a good thing to be. But I'm talking about like going out and like turning somebody's issue into something that you can use to like blow up your own uh, woofy. Like oh, I feel so bad for all these Apple users that have these Ben iPads. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, I I think I think if. I cared about that kind of thing. I, you know, your iPad shouldn't be bent. It shouldn't be bent. It should come out of True. the box and not be bent. But, and you know, think of it like this. We're stupid nerds who have had like a thousand iPads. Like we've had mm-hmm. every single, we've had five of every iPad that's ever come out. And we, <laughs> you know, we've got stat. We, we, you know, if something's, if, 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 if the table in the restaurant is a little uh, off kilter, we just put an iPad under there and we don't even yeah. take it back home with us. We, we, we just leave it. Two more in the glove box. That's right. Mm-hmm. Works mm-hmm. better than a napkin. Yep. So I feel like there's a lot of people though who are like this is their main computer, this is their only computer, or screw that, they just want it to be perfect. You know, if I if I got something and I wanted it to be right and it wasn't right, yeah, I mean that that would kind of suck. But we yep. we also don't know how prevalent this is now. Do you think this is going to be one of those situations where Apple comes out and first says? It's not a defect. Um, only, you know, happened to a few people. Um, we're not going to replace it because of that. And then there's like some crazy backlash and they come yeah. back and say, well, okay, if yours is affected, then we will replace. Like, do you think it'll get to that point? Well, that's the interesting, that's a good question and an interesting wrinkle because it benefits, I think it's beneficial to Apple to say, well, my gosh, of course, if it's bent, if it's bent, it's our fault. Bring it in, and we'll yeah, replace it. Yeah, that's I what think I they sh- kind of want them to do. Say, yeah, but then there's that weasel kind of feeling of like, well, are you going to try and find some kind of loophole? And the truth is, they wouldn't. Oh, like you like, just look, go and bend it yourself to match the right. pictures, well, and now you get could, a new one. Could be, but look at it this way: what if what if somebody wrote uh, published a report? Mm. That said, I bought this iPad, and there's a large They Might Be Giants sticker on the screen. Uh-huh. And you go, huh, that seems like an unusual uh, defect from uh-huh. the factory. Yeah. I mean, and then how many more people would you need to hear say something that asinine before you think it really is an Apple thing? Well, the truth is, if they knew, if they knew to a near certainty that this was extremely rare, I think it would be beneficial to them to say, of course, bring it in. Come to one of our mm. many beautiful Apple stores and mm. bring it in and we'll take care of it for you. Right. Um, do you follow? Like the fact they're not saying, well, of course, we, it's covered by a warranty. If something's wrong with it, it's our fault. We'll, we'll repair it, replace it, whatever it takes. So that is an interesting wrinkle. And yeah. probably I'm guessing they just don't want to add fire to the story, you know, but uh, who, and who can blame them? I don't know. What do you think? No, I mean you've brought up some great points, and and Thank that's you. the thing. If 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 it's like a one-off thing, if there was fifty of these in the world, 
Their response should be, whoa, it's bent. Holy cow, how did that happen? You bring it in. We'll give you a new one right now. Thousands and thousands of iPads with they might be giant stickers on them and we don't know that, why. That's right. But if there are a lot of them, I wonder if if the right thing to do is is to kind of say it's not a defect if it's on so many. Sorry you don't like it. These just are yeah. a little bit bent. Mm-hmm. Make, like, make a hole with a gun perpendicular to the name of this town on a desktop globe. Anna Eng. Exit wound. Exit wound in a foreign nation. That was the first, um, the first name might be giant song that I ever heard. And I actually. You're kidding. That's a, such a good one. I heard it with, uh, when I saw the video, when it was new on MTV, when they used to show videos. Is that where they're jumping around with the faces? That's uh, all their video, all the early videos of them yeah. jumping around with the faces. They but. are, and they're in. They're sort mm-hmm. of running around outside, and they may be in an abandoned building, and they're stomping around in their Red Wing yeah. um, boots. And and so I went, I went immediately. I flew out of my um, crappy apartment by the college and drove to Peaches, and went into and and the thing about Peaches was mm. that that you could only work at Peaches. If you were really, <laughs> really into music. Uh, yeah, it's su- and, and uh, insufferable. Uh, yes. And so you could, the, the whole point of, the, you, you were supposed to almost try to stump the Peaches employees by saying, oh, do you know this song that goes like, make a home with a gun purpin? And if they didn't know it, uh-huh. then then I killed on the they spot. Were, yeah, something like that. One in the back of the neck. Piano would fall on them. <laughs> Dr. P- Dr. Peaches would come and put away. <laughs> That's right. And so I ran into the Peaches and I said to the guy, I said, do you know the song that like something like, you know, make a hole with a gun and thing? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's They Might Be Giants. Uh, album is Lincoln. It's right here. Oh, doctor. That's pretty good. And uh, I was hooked. I bought the, bought the cassette right then. Didn't have enough money for the CD. Yep, yep, and, yep. And uh, popped it in the car and listened to it on the way back home. That uh, I had, um, b- 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 I got a cassette of, oh, I know it had at least their first record on it, but I almost feel like it was their first, like, it had like a, maybe a record, an LP and an EP on it, but I had a cassette, you know, the one with, um, the early one with um, Flood, Don't Let's Start and all of that. Oh, yeah. Um, that's before. I think it's called They Might Be Giants. Yeah, I think it might be. So that I had that circa 1987. That is the, that video, if I remember it right, was the the original running around with the heads, running around with giant faces. Yeah, <laughs> don't let's start. Or as my daughter used to say, she, my daughter used to think it's about Tony Stark. I thought that was cute. Um, she doesn't remember that. Nineteen nineteen eighty eight. Pinched that and came out? hurt my neck. Okay, that was that, that must have been it. I had a cassette of that, but then Lincoln came out when probably nineteen ninety. 89? Yeah, that was 90? at least a year or two No, because I was still in college. Yeah, it must have been 89. No, for Lincoln? When was Lincoln? Lincoln was 91, I'm going to uh, say. That sounds a like the Apollo No, record, you're, you're right. It's, that's not the right year. 88, Flood. September 88. What year was Flood? 1990 was Flood. That's 1990. That's yeah. Birdhouse in Your Soul. Make it Dr. Worm. Um, Lincoln was a revelation to me because it had the like, I don't say silly, but the silly fun of their first record, but it was so polished and it felt so deep and smart. Yeah. Even as like goofy, a pencil rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at this. Look at this track listing. Oh my God. Anna Ang, Cowtown, Lie Still Little Ball, Purple Toupee, still one of the great songs. <laughs> this is the dawning of the cage and aquarium. Such a good, such a good album. 
Oh, and there were references that I had to look up in some of the songs, like in Purple Toupee. Yes, yeah, absolutely. They'll need a crane. That's that's a very very sad song about divorce. It's very very good. I like that. Still, still uh, resonates these songs. Well, happiness can't see that love is sad because now apparently I'm Professor Frank. (laughs) Love is sad. Sadness is hanging there. (laughs) 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 Then they're gonna need a crane. You do that. The bringing of the taking apart. Uh, we have fun on here on Christmas Day, don't we? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put that in show notes. I love They Might Be Giants. Let me tell you about something I like while you are putting the show notes together. It's the most wonderful time of the Dan. I would like to tell you about Palm. Palm. Palm Palm Merlin is going to be your new workout device because here's the deal. No one likes to run with their big iPhone in their hand. And there there are people who say the Apple Watch doesn't allow you to stream audio the way they want. With Palm, first of all, the thing is the size of a credit card. It Hmm. shares the same number as your smartphone and it runs Android. So it makes it the perfect uh, device to take with you when you're going on your next run. It fits into any pocket and allows you to stream any podcast, including this one, on any music service, streaming service you want to use. This is the thing. Paul made the original Palm Pilot. Now they're back. They have this cool companion device that will help you get one step closer towards uh, what, what they call the, the digital detox. Mm. Now, keep in mind, this is not a replacement for your smartphone. It's connected to it. It's syncing with it. So all of your info is going to be there. It's seamlessly connected, and it lets you leave your smartphone behind because there are a lot of times you don't want to have that phone with you, maybe because you can't control your own your own uh, urges for, for digital mm. uh, staring or whatever it is that you're having, tr- digital staring. I, they can have that. I'm giving them that. Okay. This prevents oh, digital Oh, you're just going to give that to the Palm Company? They can have it. Digital staring. That's dark. Digital staring. The you next time that. you go out, instead of holding your huge phone, you have this little guy in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You take it with you. It's got two cameras. It's got the full uh, Android OS, the Google Play app ecosystem, 4G, Wi-Fi. It has all the mobility and capability of a smartphone, but it's it's super tiny. You've got to see just how tiny these things are. If you want to see in person, because you'll look online, you'll see the picture, and you'll see someone holding one of these, and you're like, they just got like an Andre the Giant to hold this thing. It's mm-hmm. not really that small. Nothing is that oh, small. Oh, they're using a Peter Jackson uh, force perspective That's, type situation. Yes. But yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you ever like, seen that picture of Andre the Giant holding a beer can? Yes. <sighs> going to be our show art but in yes but in fact that's it is that small and so the only way to go to see this for yourself is at a verizon store they've got them there you can go there and see them you can also go to palm.com to learn more and see the pictures of of regular people holding these things very very cool you won't believe how light and small it is until you see it so go check it out palm.com thanks very much to palm for making this show possible Thank you, Palm. Buck, buck. Yeah, oh, that's God. the image right there. Oh, what is that Hang bracelet? On. Oh, it is. It's real. Snopes says it's real. Yes, yes, yes. Is so that- this is a picture of Andre Giant holding what purports to be a 12-ounce Andre, can Andre of- Andre Giant. <laughs> Andre Giant holding a 12-ounce can of Molson Canadian uh, beer. That's insane. And, like, thing, you know those, like, the kind of drinks your grandparents have, like, when they get, like, the tiny Budweiser's to have? Oh, it's too much for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, but like a joke size can? <laughs> you think this is a joke size can. But now look at your own hand and imagine a 12-ounce can fitting no. between the top and bottom of your palm. Can that be our show art, please? Yeah, I'm already working on it, dude. Andre Giant. Already yes. working on Andre Giant. Uh, um, so, you know, when I was in Korea... 
I, um, I, I, I saw these cans that they had there because everything about um, American food and size <laughs> things is appealing to them, but it's also offensive to them. Because it's, it's ludicrously oversized yes. portions. Yes. Yeah. And so they had these tiny little cans way, way before I ever saw the tiny little cans here in the U.S. that you could go and get your, your Coke or your 7-Up your or whatever in these tiny little, little baby cans. In Japan, they call it kawaii. Kawaii. It's a cult- kawaii. It's a culture of little cute things. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Oh, like you can get like a Sapporo, like little tiny Sapporo. Yeah. That's so cool. Did you get one of those? No, no, I've never been. I've never been to any of the Koreas. Oh. My dad went to Korea. He didn't like it. He did not like it at all. No, no, he had to. Um, did he have fight to with was, a gun? He had to fight with a gun. I was going to say, was he there during wartime? He was there with a gun. He was oh. there with a gun. He was in uh, several frontline battles. Had frozen feet, and uh, in addition to never being able to hear fireworks for the rest of his life, he couldn't stand the sight or oh, smell of chicken or rice after he came back. Real chicken? My dad, had, my dad had PTSD before it was cool. My God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was terrible. It was terrible. He had a terrible time. Sounds there. awful. He left as a corporal. He was a, he, or he left, excuse me, as a private. He was, um, he was a corporal for one day. And then they, they told him to go paint uh, a Quonset hut the day before he knew they were bugging out and he wouldn't do it. What does that mean, Qu- a Quonset? You know, like a mesh, like a mesh, like a mesh house. You know, like you get like, or like on a uh, Gomer Pile USMC. There's some kind of like a, a mobile building that he refused to paint because he knew they'd be moving. Oh. So that's my kind of guy, my dad. Merry Christmas, dad. Why would they have you paint? Hold on. Why would they have you paint it? There's, there's one just way, Dan. Anyway? There, there's the army way. There's the army way. Hurry up and wait. The army wait. way is you do what the army tells you to do. Am I right? Hmm? It even says it on his gravestone. He's even got it. It says USA, United States Army right on there. USA. Um, brought that down. You know, I want to mention, uh, boy, we got more than I expected. Just real quick, um, and my friend John Syracuse makes fun of me about this, but I, I do uh, sleep tracking on the Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. I wanted to mention to people, there's generally two apps that I recommend. There are many apps that do this. The two that I recommend is one called Sleep Watch. It's nice and simple. I mean, it's powerful, but it's easy to understand. The other one that I love, 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 because it's way more nerdy, and it's like it's like using a Bloomberg terminal. Blo- Bloomberg, Bloomberg terminal? Bloomberg? We're kind of proud of your esoteric skill at using this weird thing, but it's a great app and it's called Autosleep. And Autosleep just did a really cool update uh, this week. If you're somebody who does sleep tracking, and remember, there's no disincentive to having more than one app running if you choose to. You just got to pay for it like a gentleman. But uh, Autosleep has been updated and I believe, yeah, it was Federico or John over at Max Stories had a nice article about it that I will find for notes. But if you do sleep tracking on a watch, uh, make sure you get the update by or obtain the um, update of Autosleep. It's really good. And by obtain, I mean get an up- update. I'm not saying go to one of those, you know, gray market things. They work hard for the money. You better treat them right. <laughs> Max Stories, Autosleep. Uh, effortless sleep tracking, more accessible. Oh, look at that. Look at that control panel. It does this new thing now where it tells you it trends your sleep hygiene, like how well you're reaching reaching your goal, like how much of good sleep you're getting. Yeah, it has a new like they have a new uh, metric called today's readiness, where it tells you like how likely you are to like do good today based on how much sleep you got. And so far, in like three days, I've been running it. It's actually been pretty spot on. Mm. So if you want to know if your day's ruined, you can look at your phone in the morning. But it's really good. Auto sleep six. That's it for me. Back to the uh, letters. Back to the letters. I got one right here. Sacks and sacks of letters. I guess. You want me to do one? You want to do one next? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you do Um, one. Subject line is Mary. 
Um, Mary. Okay. Love Back to Work and its brilliant mix of funny and sensible info, always worthwhile to listen to. Previously, Dan mentioned orange eyeglasses worn in the evening. Uh-huh, this was on mine too. Oh, cool. Uh, when looking at device screens to prep for sleep. What's your opinion of the night shift setting on Apple devices? Does it compare at all with orange eyeglasses for help uh, with screen light? I haven't tried orange eyeglasses yet, and I wonder if you've consciously made the decision not to use night shift, and if not, what the reasons may be. Thanks in advance for any info you can give. Mary. Now, is yep. that the subject, yep, yep, yep. or is it? No, that's the name. Is No, the, Mary's the person. Mary's Look the at person. the uh, fully qualified uh, Gmail address. Look at that. Mary. It's listen to Mary, like today. I like that. Christmas. So, uh, thank you, Mary. Mary, I used to date a gal named Mary, and they're writing from spelling. from Lodi, California. Lodi, oh Lord, stuck here in Lodi again. Uh, so I, I could respond and and, <laughs> and the Creedence tapes. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that that's the African American cop that says that, right? I think so. Yeah, then I can find we might not look fine in the briefcase or the Creedence or the Creedence. Um. The the eyeglasses that I have mentioned, I will find and I'll put back into the show notes again. These are um, protective goggling that I wear. <laughs> that uh, that's funny. That's um, funny. That fit. The reason that I got this particular pair uh, is because they fit over a pair of glasses. Um, the ones that I recommend. You're not going to be wearing these to church or business events. No, but they I are very, very silly looking. I know they, other people that do not wear glasses that they fit perfectly on as well. Um, these are inexpensive. The, they look like they're eight dollars and 63 cents right now. The name and uh, they are in going into the show notes. They are the UVX SO three, six zero X ultra spec, 2000 safety. eyewear orange frame, SCT orange UV extreme anti-fog lens. Mm, that's the one. And they come in different colors. There's amber, clear, gray. And of course, the one you want it for this purpose is orange. So we as a uh, as a family unit, well, my wife and I uh, will put these on in the in the evening, at least an hour or so before going to bed. And, you know, the theory is that amber things that block out the blue light, maybe mm-hmm. maybe they help you sleep because Blue light maybe makes you feel like it's daytime and maybe tricks your brain into thinking that it is daytime and that you shouldn't be sleeping. So if you want to get a better night's sleep, maybe try one of these. So I wear these and I also, um, I do use night shift on all of my Apple devices, except my computer where I still am using flux, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, because I like its customization options a little bit better. But I use the heck out of these. I used them before I got these glasses, and I still use it. And so I guess I'm doing double duty by using night shift and wearing the glasses. But I do both. What do you do? I um, We've talked about this at one time or another many times. And I, I feel like we used to speak with more confidence that there was science behind. But there seemed to be science behind. There seems to be science behind it. Well... I'm not so sure. Here's what I'm going to say about this. I am not here to stand for the idea that this is going to have a provable impact on your sleep or your eyes or whatever. But I also I just want to stipulate a couple of things. My understanding is, from the people who know about these things, is that night shift does not come anywhere near what it would need to do 
Another, basically, the only way for night shift to work really is for you to not use your phone. The, the light and the, the way that what you would have to do to make that phone truly reach the level of not stimulating your rods and cones or however it works right. would be to make it virtually unusable. And so I want to set aside all of the science about this for a minute because I'm not qualified to speak to it. And I've got, I'm a little skeptical about all the purported science about this. But so I'm stipulating that to get to the much more important point, which is Jesus Christ, yes, number one, turn on night shift because I think it does make a difference. Mine comes on automatically at 8 p.m. and goes off at 7 yep, a.m. Same, same as mine. And I also do the automated DND, so Do Not Disturb turns on, I think, at 9. I, right, I, I, don't need, I don't need a teaspoon of science to tell you that both of those are a good idea. Why? Because they are habituating you. To, get, to notice your screen has turned a little bit orange at 8 p.m. is my signal that we are now in the first stretch of winding down time. Mm-hmm. So I know, like, my kids should be brushing teeth and getting towards bed at 8 o'clock. So, but I don't want an alarm for that. Just, just that little dumb behavioral thing of, okay, my screen is getting a little orange, and I look at the clock, it says 8.01. I'm going to watch the rest of this Warriors game, get the kid ready for bed. Now, is that going to have a huge impact on me physically? I don't know. I don't know. I do try, I do like my screen a little lower when it's evening, mm-hmm. but it's, it's all part of this much larger story about sleep hygiene, which I really think is a thing. And because I believe it, it is real. That's, that's, that's all that comes down to. Now, as to your glasses, so I would say, yes, f- screw the science. Like, does it make a difference for you? Try that for a week. Turn it on. Turn on the automatic night shift. And I turn mine all the way orange. Oh, yeah, of course. And just try and see if it makes a difference. I bet you that if you did that for two, three weeks, you would notice a difference in how it was integrating with your bigger sleep story. Now, as to the glasses, okay, l- again, let's leave the science on the front stoop and let's do this. Get these glasses. They're eight bucks. They cost nothing. Uh, at some point after sunset, if you're going to be watching some TV or looking at the computer, I would ask you to put on those glasses and do not take them off for at least two hours unless you have a medical emergency. Right. Wear those things for two hours while you watch your TV, however you have historically watched TV. And then sometime around maybe uh, 930, I want you to take them off. Mm-mm. And it is going to bahalo your mind how bright and blue your TV is. Everything. Everything yeah, in the whole the, house is bright and blue. Every, I mean, it's it's like training with like ankle weights in some ways. Like you're, it's going to blow your mind. So again, remember we left the science over here on the stoop? I don't care about the science. I notice, wow, if I take these off, my eyes actually hurt. You were doing that to your eyes while you were watching TV. Mm-hmm. Eh, you know, put your sorries in a sack. I'm sure there's stuff that could say, well, then you just turn your TV down or whatever. Try it. Try it because I think it will make a difference. And I do, and I, what I'm really encouraging ultimately here is getting some kind of a pattern to your sleep. Another nice thing about these sleep apps, and yes, I'm obsessed with sleep because it has a huge impact on my life. Um, that Sleep Watch app does a nice thing where it shows you your sleep rhythm. Are you getting to bed at the same time every night? Are you waking up at the same time every morning? How's your quality of sleep? How's your depth of sleep? How much, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it quantifies all of that for you and it makes sleep into a video game. Well, one of the hot tips, if your sleep is going to be all twitch, is like start getting the sleep hygiene and improving that sleep story. So I, I didn't mean to go on there, but like I can't prove that it makes a difference, but you might very well find that it does make a difference and it will not cost you much to try. It, it, yeah, really. People, I mean, it's eight dollars. It's time for our annual message. Like I, I, I know I've said this a million times, but how well did you sleep last night, listener? I say it over and over. Everybody says, oh, I really need to sleep more. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You're really, really super do. Your heart's going to die and stuff if you don't sleep more. 
and everybody says it, everybody realizes it, but then everybody has their reasons. Well, I have a mortgage. So easy not to, so easy to not do it. Well, and there's all of this pressure. There's, it's not just Elon Musk. There's a lot of pressure out there to overdo everything and then to feel guilty if you're not overdoing. Like you got more work, more activities, projects, projects, projects. I don't know. I just, I, I think there's something to be said for maybe not laziness, but like giving yourself a break. You know, pick up your palm phone when you need it, but like don't feel like you have to jam your day full of one thing after another that's undone. Yeah. Get some sleep. Hmm. Uh, wow, we're 47 minutes in? I guess so. Jumping G, Josephat. Let me tell you about well, the, la- the last thing I like then. You got to do it because I don't think we're going to have time for I distractibility. Know. We're going to blow it again. We're going to blow it again. I know. I'll tell say me, thank tell you. Tell me about uh, something else. It's, it's, yeah. it's Squarespace, Merlin. They're celebrating oh, uh, the Christmas Christmas Day with us. Mm. Turn your cool jing, jing, idea into a web. You know what? Maybe you want to. Uh, maybe you want to sell something online. You can do that. Maybe mm-hmm. you've got music. You're a band. You want to put your music up. You can do that. Maybe you get a podcaster. You can do that up there. Maybe you're a, an amazing photographer. And you want to put your gallery of your work up there or you're mm-hmm, having a mm-hmm. special event. You're expecting a, a baby or an anniversary is coming up or uh, who knows? I can't. You know what? If I knew what you were going to do, I would just do it for you. But I don't. That's the problem. I don't know what you're going to do. You hmm. only are the ones that know what you're if doing. If we could control that, they wouldn't need to buy this ad. That's true. We'd be changing. We'd be changing the world with this podcast. Well, we are. But you, I know we're changing the world. But, but people are obdurate about this. Just go get a, you get the Squarespace. Just go. It's not expensive. And it lets mm-hmm. you, first of all, it's beautiful because they hired real designers, not, not Corel Draw people, not people mm-hmm. who are, you know, trying to use Microsoft Paint, but actual designers who have built beautiful templates that you can get in there and tweak and customize and make, make your own. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. You can get a domain name there if you want one. They've got analytics to show you how your site's growing and working and what you can do better. They've got built-in SEO. You don't have to patch or upgrade or update mm-hmm. anything ever. It's all done for you. They've got 24-7 customer support. And what does this do? This makes it possible for you to make it yourself. You don't need other people to do this work for you that you should be able to do so you can get back to doing the stuff you want to do and that you're probably really good at. That's right. And that's what Squarespace lets you do. So they have a special URL, squarespace.com slash it's your show. And that'll get you hooked up with a free trial. It'll let them know that you're listening, which means they will continue to support this show, which means we'll be able to keep doing it forever and ever. And you can use the offer code. It's your show, one word, and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or one of their fancy pants domains over there. So go check it out. And we would like to say thank you so much to Squarespace for supporting this show and making our holidays bright. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. Promo code, offer code, it's your show to save 10%. Thank you, Squarespace. And good night. Thank you, Squarespace. Happy New Year. Mm. <clears throat> I don't... Dun, 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 dun. You want to do a uh, Titan break? Yes. Have we done enough? Uh, have we done enough content? There might be one. Well, Let's do one more one for the people. More. Let me see. Do I've got. Okay, people. somebody sent me a picture. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send this to you. I don't know what they. Why they sent this to me, but I like it a whole lot. Uh-huh. I'm sending it to you in text. Okay. They sent me. They say, "Hey, I uh, thought you'd appreciate the size comparison of the state of Texas with the state of Queensland, <sighs> Australia." Yes. And so in this picture, uh, it is. That's mind-boggling. Yeah, a picture of Australia, the country, 
and uh, and it has Texas overlaid on top of the upper right hand quadrant, which they have labeled as Queen Queensland, mm-hmm. and then That's Texas like one, one territory or state, I, I of guess, Australia. yeah, I and Texas right. is fitting inside of it with with room to spare. Mm. <laughs> um, it looks like you could easily, without tearing it apart, you could put th- at least three and probably four Texases in Australia. In Australia as a whole, easy, but one of them fits just inside of Queensland. Isn't that wild? Uh, I don't know anything about Queensland, but I can tell you their barbecue is nowhere near as good as ours. Oh, they got the spiders. Um, there was a great Twitter thread that went around, and I'll have all kinds of trouble finding, but somebody in the last week or two had a wonderful Twitter thread. Another one of those well-overdue rants about how maps greatly exaggerate incorrectly the size of countries. Yes. You know, like if you, if you, did you see that yes, thread? It was yes, yes, yes. Really, and you could, really good. And there was a thing, there was a website that would like, let you... You know, Russia the, Russia, the former Soviet Union is not nearly as big as it looks on a map. It's big. It's real big, but not as big as it looks on a map. Yeah, maybe we can, if I can find that, I will put it into the show notes, but it was a website uh, that Greenland, you, Greenland is not nearly as huge as it looks on a map, <laughs> drag, just because it's so far above the equator. Yes, and you could drag these things over another map that you were familiar with. Like, let's say you live in California. You could drag yeah. the Ireland over California, and you'd see that it, it, the entire country of Ireland fits in the downtown part of L.A., you know, things like oh, that. Oh, dude. You know what I'm talking to, about? Go to the true. The I true size. The, yes, the true it. size this of. It. That's it. That's the one. This is wild. Put Putting it in, that in the show notes. Yes, get it in there. What an education. And look at how when you move it, it's accounting for uh, the spherical nature of the earth and how it changes the size. As yeah. So like if you grab the United States and put it over Russia, like it's happening heavily right now. Um, <laughs> wow. That's mind blowing. Yeah. So, and now even, Greenland, move Greenland. Let's see what happens with a little Greenland. I have put Texas over Queensland in Australia and indeed it does fit in there. But here's the weird thing about it. Holy crap. Is from the look of this, it doesn't, I don't think Queensland is a state, is it? Is it a state? So. Do they have states? Because it looks like it's like a third the size of the... Like, to me, that's cheating. If you have oh, a, a state okay. that's just a third the size... Canada, Canada does that. That's eh, a waste of time. Yeah, they're Queens, doing it. Look at that. Yeah. Saskatchewan is as big as like a third of the United States. Try entering in um, that's Greenland. cheating. Try the true size of Greenland. Put Greenland, Greenland in there. Greenland. And now drag Greenland down closer to the equator. All right, I'm doing it. It's just shrinking. She got shrinkage. Oh, total shrinkage. Because, like, on a regular map, my God, it looks like it's a quarter or a fifth of the size that it looks like it is on a map. Yeah. Now, what if I put Greenland and the United States together? So, Greenland is basically, you could drag the United States over Greenland and accounting for the little horn in Texas, it's basically the height of the United States. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty tight fit. That's nice. Yeah. It's like someone planned it. Someone planned it. Aliens. The aliens did this. Oh, wait. We have one more more thing to mention from uh, listeners. What was it? There was such another easy... Oh, shoot. It was people sending us something. There was something else from (laughs) listeners, and I can't remember what it was. Okay, Uh, I see an email. Oh, 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 no. I know what it is. I got it. Christmas is the time to say we got a note via Twitter. 
about your sandwiches and how you can make them mold up faster. Oh, yes. Thank you for uh, and doing that. that's going to be the end. That's going to be the end of the Christmas. But tell people what uh, this uh, nice lady on uh, the Twitter said. To All you. right. Hold on. I'm getting there right now. They said, let's see where it is right here. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Okay. They said a couple different things. They said mm-hmm. one, the well, first thing was. Do you have the few dates on this person? Aren't they some kind of, isn't she, it was a woman who's like a, like a science person, right? It's American Beatles is their Twitter handle. Okay. And they say, um, they they are a listener to the show and said, um, I'm I'm a biosecurity food safety biologist here to say to achieve per <laughs> the beginning of the worst rap of all time. <laughs> and I'm here to say And I'm here to, to say achieve food peak. should be safe in a very special way. <laughs> to, <laughs> to achieve peak burger decay. Oh title. Go for lid off, replace with netting mesh or nylons. Um high humidity a warmish room temperature so i responded mm. and i said valuable i said it's about 68 to 70 degrees in our house is that warm enough i was concerned that the lack of moisture the low humidity in texas yeah, the winters, humidity you got to get more humidity in there buddy would prevent them from decaying and uh and american beetle says uh, should be plenty warm keep them in the kitchen or bathroom to provide maximum humidity and some real aesthetic value. (laughs) (laughs) Alternatively, give them three to four days with no lid, then seal the containers. It's like a sourdough starter. Sourdough. (laughs) So I I did. I left them open for a few days, for a couple days, then I stacked them up and I put them over and I sent them a picture and American Beetle says, gorgeous, all caps. As long as they've each had a fair bit of air exposure, you should see some beautiful results. Interested to see what metrics y'all use to assess decay. And, And I can tell you, and I'm hoping this, but the Mighty Fine Burger uh, and the Home Burgers both are already stinking bad. Good. And the other Ooh. one, the McDonald's looks and smells exactly like it did the day we got it. Mm. So we'll see what really happens. Um, are, you, are you loving it? Yeah, I am loving it. <laughs> Thank you to American Beetle. Yeah, American Beetles, plural. Uh, Beetles. Would you uh, be good enough to put that into show notes? Credit to American Beetles. Yes, I will do that. And I think that's going to do it for our uh, Christmas episode, Peak Burger Decay. <sighs> Woo! Hey, everybody, hope you survive. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the holidays. I hope you survive. Yeah. Classic Paul Smith comic. Um, I uh, want to thank everybody for uh, being our friends and listening to the show and being so supportive of us and putting up with us. And uh, best to all of our listeners, whatever you believe or don't. That's right. How else do you put it? You can't put you know? it any other way. That's Anything it. you want to say? Uh, what Merlin said. Yep. Let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.